Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. Hello, we're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click, and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer 
free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Vance, and today I am at Mission 12, and this is at Antler Archery's in, Archery Archery Club in uh, Wisconsin Rapids. This has been a, a wet one, but it's been a lot of fun. We, we, they, we've been able to roll with the top punches and make make a an event happen, which has been quite a, a fun one. But uh, my guest today, is Mike Bowen. He is the treasurer of the club here, but he's got a really good foundation of the of the culture and the history of it. So I'm going to let Mike take it over so this way he can break it down for us. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, well, like you said, it's been a wet, soggy one and the weather's starting to break here, so that's good and guys are getting outside now. You know, the history, we're, we're one of the oldest clubs, from my knowledge, you know, in, in the state. Um, founded way back in the 50s. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe before then, okay. um, like I said, I've, that's before my time. But uh, from our present location, there's two different locations down the road, not too far um, on one of our, you know, family member members' families' land. They just kind of had it and started the club. Um, I don't know how many guys there actually were in there, but there was, you yeah. know, it, it grew from there. And then as things became available, they moved to a different location. And you know, where we sit here it was in the '80s. They bought. 40 acres of land the club mm-hmm. did and you know took the took the risk you know right you had to go to the bank and borrow money and yeah and there was enough of a core group of guys that says you know what well we're gonna do it and they started here um put up one old building again borrowed money again and then kept kept moving forward and now yeah. we got a nine or nine thousand square foot facility where we can shoot 40 some yards inside and mm-hmm. 3d year round we got you know a beautiful 40 acres you know granted today it's not raining so more people will be able to get out in the woods and enjoy it but yeah um, you know it's it's a great place um i've been involved with it well the, basically the 42 years i've been alive you know my yeah. dad's been a lifelong member and um not one of the originals but you know that second generation group and then mm-hmm. um never left just keep shooting you know so we just hang out and shooter bows so well, i do like this community here because it's very nice and like well organized because it's a, a nice grid shape pattern here like we took a tour around the down the town yesterday through uh when we got into town stuff like to kind of get the bearings and everything it's like i like it well it's all laid out it's a nice community and, and then this club is just very well polished i mean it, it took a lot of energy a lot of blood sweat and tears but this is a really great place and like shooting the scramble last night i had a blast we managed to make it work with two groups to do um 20 targets and so it's like it went went pretty quick yeah no the, the scramble was yeah, it was, it's been a lot of work and a lot of organization, and, you know, the scramble was supposed to be outside. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what, every, you know, everybody wants this time of year to shoot outside. Yes. But obviously the forecast didn't allow, and, you know, Chris got a hold of us Friday morning and said, we should probably do it inside. Mm-hmm. And we all agreed, and, you know, we hemmed and hawed right up to the last minute of, should we try it outside? And luckily we made the right call because it would have been – Oh, but it was nasty. It got real nasty because I left yeah. right, right after the second heat finished up, and then we went to Perkins and we we're finished up eating and just watching just downpour. Yeah. Like there's a lot of rainfall that happened all across the Midwest. You had, like Detroit, in the last 48 hours got six inches of rain. Yeah. St. Louis is looking at two to three inches of rain. It's still raining in the St. Paul area, so they got a bunch of rain. So, but it's well needed. But we just didn't need it all so quickly. Right. Yeah. So I got four inches at home. No kidding. So yeah. I looked at the, the rain gauge and I got four inches. 
these these guys behind me are all joking. They got the French fries and they're eating, and then they're like, "No, nah, look at these guys! They're all laughing at us." No, it's all right. good. We got we got such a good family of of people out here that from all different generations. Uh-huh. And uh, the one that's making faces at us, Nick, he's we always give him crap because he's our president. His brother really is the president, but Nick's the face of this club. And okay, um, he doesn't know it yet, but he's going to be getting the um, the Arrow Award from from Chris for oh, from our club. That's exciting. He's. Uh, Every every place you go, Nick is the man. Like he'll sit and talk your ear off, and yeah. it's great. Um, but no, you know what? The scramble. It, this club has been founded on work, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of members, and and there's a few things about our club that people don't necessarily agree with, you know, with the working memberships. But it takes so much work to run a club, mm-hmm. and it takes everybody, you know. It and, does. From new members to get out here and working and you know when chris like i said chris talked and texted us and said let's do it inside and, and if we didn't have the workers mm-hmm. and the risk you know for my parents and and the, the generation before that taking these risks to put these on yeah yesterday went to happen you no. know i mean you know, already right. would have been standing around looking outside and just been like oh, you know it, it would have but it could we did it and it took a little longer but it was a lot of laughs and a lot of fun and it was, it was a good time. Yeah, because uh, Chris was telling me yesterday that this originally was a 20-yard range, and then you guys added on another 20-plus yards. Like, when did that, uh, what, what inspired that uh, growth? Um, we've talked about it for years and mm-hmm. on how to, to increase our, our club and our memberships. And, you know, we looked at the Techno, which is, is pretty popular. Yeah. Um, and, and there's pluses and minuses of that, and – you know, 3D is just growing, right? And there's mm-hmm. a lot of other places around that shoot all winter long in 3D. And people like spots. It's great. But for the, the hunters out there, mm-hmm. spots sometimes isn't their game. So yeah. to be able to offer 3D inside, um, we all just said, there's again, we're going to take another risk. Um, mm-hmm. We do a, a big fundraiser in the winter. Yeah. Um, it's a, believe it or not, it's an actual gun banquet even though we're an archery club, but, um, mm-hmm. that raised a lot of, lot of funds for it. And, uh, you know, there was just a group of us that said, let's do it. And we signed the name on the, on the loan. And, you know, here we are today with 41 and a half yards inside shooting year round. And yeah, it's great. So. That that's the you know those risks are what makes these things great you know I'm really imp- impressed with everything because like being part of this HJ USA thing it's like I've had to t- tour a lot of different locations and like a, when this fell on an, on an open weekend we didn't have anything that goes and interrupt us it just felt it just felt natural to come here and it's like I'm just really impressed blown away with it I'm looking forward to later this afternoon getting out there and shooting on into the sun and you getting to experience the rest of the uh, the course and such and so it's like I'm glad that uh, Chris reached out to you guys and put you on the map here is how long have you been part of HJ USA. Um, we were the, with the the first original year um, when it was the honor flight. Okay, um, we were raising money for the honor flight. You know, Chris Chris approached us. Well, a little history with the Ham family. Um, Harry, Chris's dad, yeah, um, has been a he was a lifelong member out here. A lot of the products that HHA developed over the years, you know, Harry would bring out here and let some of the members try them. Prototypes. No kidding. Oh yeah. So you you guys got to be part of like the the foundation of it. Get to try all these new new products. That's yeah. That's pretty honorable. It was a little bit prior of. to my generation, but yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of guys that uh, 
would would shoot their products as prototypes you know working yeah. with harry and chris and brian and and so the ham family's been you know been a, you know part of our club for a long long time and when chris approached us about doing this we were yeah. like absolutely we're all in just you tell us what your thoughts are mm -hmm. we'll make it happen you know so yeah, I think that was, was it four or five years ago? I'm not exactly. I think we're in year six, I okay. believe. So, yeah, that sounds sounds about right. And, um, you know, weather was always a factor. So that was right about the time when we put the addition on and uh, we started tossing ideas. And mm -hmm. here we are today making it work with the addition yesterday. And um, it was it was great. You know, turnout's always been good. It's mm -hmm. just been a lot of fun. You know? Yeah. So. It's a nice central located place because it's easy to get from Madison, get from La Crosse, get from uh, Milwaukee, Superior. So it's kind of like a nice collection of all. And just like if you plan ahead, you'd be able to get your nice, nice hotel. We did. But uh, there's also the uh, state uh, trap here this yeah. weekend as well. Yep. So that was pretty exciting. Our hotel, I saw a bunch of people bringing their shotguns in out of the car. And I asked them what was going on. It's like, the show. It's like that's pretty cool. I watched this this one gal. She's like, uh, I think she's like 16 or 16 or 17. And she's, she's, she's telling me about her story about being part of the whole uh, uh, making it to state and stuff like that it's like that's pretty awesome to see that you get out and and enjoying the sport you know because it's not that's the nice thing about um the the tools we use whether it be archery or a gun it, it's a level setter it's like it's, as long as you paint main put a lot of time and, and discipline and learning a craft it doesn't matter if you're male or female it's like you still kick some ass oh yeah yeah no it was kind of funny you say that because uh, tyson him and his wife you know and they were just getting ready to go out and she she threw a little crack at him about, you ready to get your butt kicked now, you know, and, and it's great, you know. Um, Lindsay shoots all the time, and, you know, she's so competitive, and then... Is Lindsay your wife? Yep. Okay. So, <clears throat> same thing. She's so competitive, but she she likes doing it. She's out mm -hmm. here all the time with us, um, so it's it's great, you know, and it's good quality time. We always jab each other a little bit here and there. Oh, yes. But, yeah, uh, we, so. my wife and I, I, I got like she was always been in archery, but like uh, she had a previous relationship where the guy pawned a bunch of her stuff, and so it's like I, when when I came in the picture, it's like I kind of reignited that passion for her. So it's like what I did is to offs. So this way she's not putting all that upfront cash capital. Mm -hmm. I started, I bought the HHA site for her. I bought her um, a drop down rest for her, and I got started buying all the, the all the accessories, and yeah. then so this way then when she got it, it's like a, it, it was just a culmination of everything working out in her favor. So now she gets out and she has fun. She shoots them and stuff like. Gets a little head a little bit, but she's like you know, it's just part of her uh, perfectionist personality. But mm. We like going and shooting uh, spots. We do like doing uh, tic tac toe. Oh, and yeah. It's it's yep. it's definitely a challenge for the both of us because it's like we're only we, we set it at twenty yards, so it's like we so we have a, a fair advantage for both sides of it. And it's like she sometimes beats me out because it's, 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 it's like it's, it comes down to the be on the line. Sometimes it's she the just skirts stuff. by. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's great to see women that are interested in this and how well they shoot. You know, mm -hmm. it's like. It's great. I mean, it, it's our club is all about family and getting the spouses, the girlfriends, the daughters, mm -hmm. them, you know, everybody yeah. involved. It's, um, you know, another member of Josh, him and his daughter. She's she just graduated. She's in her first year of college. And Monday nights they come out here, just the two of them. Yeah. They go around 3D course and, you know, just bonding time. And that's, yeah. that's exactly what our club's always been. You know, so it's, I think it's like that's the that the foundation when it comes down to it comes like a bonding not only between family members but then it's like as you progress through the, the uh, through the uh, the years everybody just eventually becomes family kind of like you like this club is like family with HHA and how integral it has been in the early '80s the '90s and today. Yeah, it's that's it's exactly right. I mean, 
my best friends and our closest people that we hang around with. I mean, it's a, it's just a total family atmosphere out here and love it. That's why we're, that's why I'm still, you know, 42 years old, still giving up every day. It seems like to come out here and hang out and work and uh-huh. shoot my ball. Yeah. So. That's the best part. You can just shoot your ball. It's like, I worked at a paintball field down in uh, Arizona and it's like, it was brand new. And it's like you, that passion kind of comes through when you spend all that time working there. It's like, you start with a small group of, of 20, 30, and then all of a sudden it gets to 60 then gets up to 80 then gets up to hundred. It's like, it's just, it's nice to see that progression. But the biggest thing is like you hit that consistency of hitting like an 80 to 90 people always showing up. And it's like, that's a big reward because that you're showing that your passion that really makes you fired up. Everybody mm. starts showing up and just having a blast. No, I agree. And sometimes I get a little selfish, you know, it's like we do so much work and so much other stuff. It's like my bow is still hanging over there and I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to shoot. I want to shoot. And then finally I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to grab it or I'll come out here early uh-huh, and uh-huh. on the winters and I'll come out at six o'clock in the morning and just have the place to myself and I'll go and, and shoot and relax. And then it makes all that extra work that you do with the addition and everything else. It makes it all mm-hmm, worth it. Mm-hmm. Cause know? then you could sit back and appreciate it all. Yeah, and work on what you want to, you know, the, the passion that brought you here is, is yeah. the archery part of it. So, And not only being part of the board, but also being a club member. It's like that you can start seeing like what things like well, we could, we could see, see future projects down the road. And, and leading into that, do you, what, you guys have a banquet coming up or anything else coming up before, before the uh, season starts? Uh, yeah, well, so our banquet typically is held in the, uh, in the winter towards the end of January, kind of that, well, in Wisconsin, that dull time of the winter right there's mm-hmm. not a lot to do and it can be 30 below so we we leave our our banquets in the winter um we're about mid-season with our our summer 3d league okay um so that's going good that's kind of rolling you know our yard projects we did a lot of work getting ready for this site mm-hmm. you know or the shoot this weekend so that stuff's all this is kind of like our our relaxed time okay because we're just shooting our bows right mm-hmm. now the work mm-hmm. is done um, big projects, uh, we still, we want to get some more targets. So we want to be able to have the two courses outside and have a 20 course inside. So we want to make yeah. sure we got at least 60 targets. I mean, that's our biggest goal, little, little maintenance stuff that we got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, our big projects, uh, I think we're, we're, we're nothing, nothing in the future, but yeah, just keep rolling our leagues. And then winter's fun. Our, our winter leagues, we basically do scrambles. Wednesday and Thursday nights. Yeah. Um, so it's nice because if you're, you know, my daughter was playing basketball and it happened to be on Thursday nights or Tuesday nights. So if you couldn't make it, you didn't have to rush out here to try to make up a score. You come out on a Thursday night. If mm-hmm. there's eight guys or 10 guys, luck of the draw partners, you and mm-hmm. I could be partners. Yeah. Shoot a course just like we did last night. And it's it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's laid back. It's relaxed. Um, so we're getting, you know, that's it's fun in the winter too. So yeah, I like scrambles to, to be honest with you. Cause like, it's like you're, you're, you need to go out there. It's like the, the pressure's off. You have a partner, you get to have fun. I shot with Frank from the, from Tennessee and we had fun. Like we, oh, we, yeah. we were, we were, we weren't out to even be competitive. It's like, we, we both had some good shots. We both had some really crappy shots, but it was just fun. We, we actually had a blast. And it's just like the, seeing the guys come out from Tennessee to come to this event is great. And it's like, and then having, uh, the guys from beast mode, uh, beast mode archery challenge come here too. It's like, I'm hoping they, these guys yep. will see the future sam yeah yeah sam and uh same with sam uh brian john and hopefully those guys will come up with if it's something that's feasible make this a stop part of the whole um their whole uh uh series and stuff like that to become become uh get more and more shops or uh 
places involved because in this way they can have that challenge and in indoor because uh, like the like you said like they do a lot of stuff in the winter time too as well mm-hmm. they do massive challenges if you ever if you ever watch on uh, his uh, channel on a YouTube and on his Facebook page those challenges that Brian puts together are not fun and they're they're but they're definitely you can really test your might especially it doesn't matter if you're a whitetail guy it's like it really puts you in perspective on like what you're lacking in your physical physique yeah. I- and that's kind of funny, you know, Brian, I, I got, I met Brian yesterday, but we have our Brian here and, and, uh, his wife, I was talking with him, his wife owns a gym, our Brian. Okay. And that's, well, him and his wife, I should say. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, you know, going to her classes, we always pick on her and call them like dance classes, but they are not <laughs> dance classes at all. There's a bunch of us that go there in the mornings mm-hmm. and, and it's such a workout. And then if you had that and to throw archery on top of it, mm-hmm. like those guys do, it's like, Oh, it's it would test you. Oh yeah. yeah. I did, uh, the first year that he, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. It was his first year was still underneath the train to hunt. I did, uh, walk the whole entire course out there in tower basin and, and did the burpees and did the shooting is like, it is no joke. It is legit. A lot of fun. Yeah. It's like when I did it, it's like I just did it for just to kind of do the run rundown through everything. And then I, I came back a week later to, to do podcasts and do video and media and stuff like that. And it's just a fun blast. And so I watch all these people like uh, John Dove that was here yesterday. He finally took first place in his division. And it's just a, a big thing that they've been constantly growing. And it's like these guys just compete with themselves and just have a blast. But it's like it's a family. Because like they, 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 it doesn't matter what age you're in. They had 60-year-old people competing all the way down to 12-year-olds competing. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and, and that was the nice part I, to talk about or scramble a little bit too is all them guys, you know, everybody's standing around talking. And you yeah. meet so many people that you would have never met. And nothing against our outside courses, but a lot of guys will come in, they'll sign up. They'll go outside. They'll shoot, you know, with their little group or however. Yeah. And then they come in, and then they don't really mingle, right? And un, not unfortunately, but fortunately for a scramble, you're forced to mingle. Yeah. Because you don't know your partner ninety percent of the time, uh-huh. and it's great. You know, I've met so many people on doing these. We we did some in uh, at Blackhawk and Stevens Point this past winter. Um, did the one in Toma and met mm-hmm. you know Chad and Alan. It's like. These guys, I mean, you go to shoots now, and now you're you're talking the whole time. Yes. You know, you meet them once, and it's like they're your best friend, mm-hmm. and you look forward to seeing them when you go to their shoots, and then you go to another one, you see them, and you catch up with them. So it's the scrambles really bring that that family, that archery family, together, and you oh, meet yeah. so many guys. You know, um, it's fun. Yeah, there's I've, uh, Chris has introduced me a lot of folks through the HJ guys and stuff like that. I've had. Uh, um, Jake Mansell on the podcast, having Caden on the podcast, yeah. Chris has been on the podcast, and all these guys are just all down home people. And just and the biggest thing we all bring us together is the archery and, and the, the the shit talking we do back and forth because it's like <laughs> yeah. it's so much fun. Just like all of a, you, you get your Chad down the line yelling at somebody, or you hear Ryan or Doc or something like that, just picking on each other, just kind of keep the oh my, atmosphere so, light. Yeah, yeah. The golf when I was making the golf the the golf reference, right? And I'm like, oh, is this golf in here? You know, because nobody's talking. And it's like then all of a sudden, you know, people liven up and mm-hmm. and you talk about the jabbing i got to pick on matt our president and uh because he didn't make the shoot off and oh he's, no he's, he's competitive too and uh so then there were some some medals that were for the kids in, in a box mm-hmm. so i had to go out there and here's your participation from last <laughs> night <laughs> and everybody's seen that i'm like here's That's your funny. little medal for so yeah i gotta give matt some jabs because he wouldn't come in here and 
I don't know. He's he's a great president. He's just he likes to do PR and uh-huh. so. But it's fun to poke him because once in a while when you beat him, it's you got You got to You got to live it up a little bit because yeah. he's shooting great. So. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, because uh, especially like I, I try to com- no, I'm trying to compare myself, but it's like I try to set myself to the level to like where some of the people like what uh, Brian and and John and Chad and these guys shoot at so that just trying to get myself a little bit better. Like uh, yesterday, my goal is no, don't get any fives. So I only got one five knock on wood, but then I, I got mostly eights and ten, and I got a couple of twelves. So that's always a plus. So I just see myself consistently improve, but not yeah. getting my side of my head. It's like you know I'm just gonna shoot where the arrow lands, it lands. Yeah, yeah, you always. You just got to, you, you shot it already. It doesn't matter where it hit. I mean, mm-hmm. and you got to move on to the next one. Yes. Um, archery is, it's so mental. I mean, it's a mental game, like crazy. You know, mm-hmm. that the, even the scramble, I mean, you're, if you're not used to shooting with 20 or 30 other people in a small area, I mean, that, that can be a lot for some people. Yeah. And, yeah. and you could be the world's best shooter by yourself. Mm-hmm. But then you get in a situation where you got to, you know, stand next to somebody and you're shooting as a team or however it is. Yeah. It's tough. You are right. Because I found myself yesterday in the, when I first started, like the first three spots, I felt myself rushing those first six targets. Mm-hmm. But then I got to the backside of it all. Then I felt a little more relaxed and focusing on the steps, the, like to, the, the breathing, the draw and getting everything in, 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 in uh, uh positioning and stuff like that so it's like it it kind of worked itself out so it's always it's always different because it's like you're so used to shooting by yourself it's like it's nice to like get you out of that shelf and out of of your shell and being part of other other uh, activities yeah and the scrambles are great for that because it's low pressure Mm -hmm. other than the pressure you're putting on yourself yeah you're meeting people and then the more you do it the easier it is. And, yeah. and you tell people that, no, oh, I don't want to do that. It's like, no, don't worry about your score. Mm-hmm. Just do the, to get the experience, to get the feeling. Cause once yeah. you know, okay, then the nerves are there, but now they're mm-hmm. gone and I get in my game. Now yeah. I just need to do that from the start. You know, exactly. I still get nervous and I, I mean, I don't <laughs> shoot as many shoots as a lot of people, but it doesn't, it still happens. Exactly. You know? I mean, it happens to the pros all the time. They talk mm-hmm. about it. It's just how you control it. And, and that's all archery is just mental control. I mean, it's not all of it, obviously, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's a big portion of it, right? Oh, you know? amen to that. Now, have you met, uh, come across uh, uh, Dan and uh, Brenda Schroeder? Yeah. They, oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I think this would be a good spot for the S, uh, S3DA. Yeah, there was talk. Dan Dan came out and talked to us. We were trying to get a like a, a state shoot for 3D, and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that was just pre-COVID. Yeah, and when the COVID stuff started hitting, you know, we, there was going to be a, a, you know, asking manufacturers for sponsorships, and you mm-hmm. know, we all just kind of looked at it and said, you know, we don't, we don't know where COVID's going. Yeah, we don't want to go to a business and ask for a sponsorship for a, an archery shoot that we don't have any history on. You know, mm-hmm. and I, so I met Dan through that, and then yeah, with the S3DA. Um, that's that's such a good program. Um, yeah, it is. We got we got the chance. Did Dan invite Dan and Brennan invite us out to the event after we met at Toma Warren's uh, Toma Toma shoot, and we just we had fun. The kids there are just all like um, outgoing. They're a lot of fun. It's like all different ages. We had a, a collegiate athlete she, uh, that she participates at the collegiate level at Texas A and M because they have a huge oh, yeah. pro- they have a huge program there too as well. And I can't. She mentioned uh, her name's Haley. She's on the podcast. Her podcast is going to come out here in a couple of weeks because what I'm going to be doing is. Like, like for the next few weeks, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dropping these episodes on Mondays. So this way, hopefully, that will start bringing in some listings for kids that maybe find out about 
about these shoots in Wisconsin okay. or, or around the country to be part of this, but also yeah. shine light to Texas A&M and like and how their archery program is kind of like the the BLB because it's like this is where all the top athletes go for for archery wise and they hold a lot of events that down there and such. So there's a lot of different co- colleges, but like the college to be at is that one and. Uh, it's pretty interesting to see how collegiate sports have kind of really blossomed just in the last five years for archery. Yeah, and you, and you brought that up last weekend. I was over at Shawano um, shooting the, the Northeast 3D Tour. I, that was the only shoot I could get to. Um, but I ended up shooting with uh, Jared mm-hmm. Whaley. He's went to UW-Stevens Point, um, mm-hmm. which is a university that's basically 20 minutes from Yeah, here. it's real close. Yeah, and they, have, uh, they got a club. Um, so I, him and I were talking about, cause he was part of it, you know, yeah. he likes to shoot his bow. He was here last night and, mm-hmm. uh, just, just talking about how it went and he was telling me his travels. I think they were down to Georgia for a shoot and I'm, I'm like, you know what? That's, that's awesome mm-hmm. to have a, you know, it's a club, but yet you're participating as a team, so to speak, um, yeah. for a university. And like mm-hmm. you said, with Texas A&M, there's a whole bunch of them. I think it's great. I think it's. It's you know, really good to see that get re- reinvited because that, that's where we're struggling at right now is like as a hunting industry as a whole is getting the kids back interested after they finish up with college. And the best way to, to maintain that, uh, uh, that passion is to get involved with schooling and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, because like I got um, – I've always been a big paintballer. So it's like when I went to college, I started up club year one and I, and I got to growing and growing and growing and growing. And it's like uh, I don't – pay much attention to it anymore because it's like I'm, it's all the way down in Arizona but uh, it's nice to see that the school saw value into it and found it as a, as a good marketing ploy to bring people in so you know Arizona it's like it'd be nice if, if I was in art if I was in archery 20 years ago I would be doing that I'd be I would have got archery into that school down there because Arizona year-round except well it's a little hot in the summertime yeah no and, and I, I I just think about my own growing up and that graduation from high school step to college step and not that I ever lost archery but you know I started playing softball and doing other things and that was probably like a five six seven year period and when I wasn't a super active member in our club yeah because you kind of changed but I'd look back and it's like well maybe in college if they had an archery team Mm -hmm. I might not have lost I shouldn't say lost but changed my focus Yeah, yeah focus there and you would have met some some great people and and kept shooting and you know I just think about it and that that's perfect that the colleges ha- offer these now and mm-hmm. that somebody started them up because like you said if if industry is losing that eighteen to twenty five year old range the best way to not lose them is to keep them active right? yeah exactly and then just find alumnus that that have the passion for it and then try to figure out to bring that into the school setting so this way then it will just it'll just hopefully reignite it and you just got to find the the right person for each location that, that has that passion that really fires people up and then this way then it's like you'll, you'll start seeing that growth because that's what it was that's what i did it's like i just love playing paintball because the competitiveness because it's like you you were it's a team building thing but when you get into the archery it, now you build family and those those yeah. those connections last a lifetime i i agree and you know we talk at our board meetings about members and memberships at our club and there's always the discussion, how do we get the younger generation? Because, you know, we have different generations, right? And yes. the older generation, they need to pass the torch down to the younger ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not, I'm, I'm 42 years old. Yeah. And I would love to give that torch to a 25-year-old to say, you know what? Here, you take the reins and, uh-huh. you, and you drive it, you know, and see what improvements you want to do. And um, I'll still be here and helping mm-hmm. out. But mm-hmm. you got, you know, this, this is... 
so we as clubs that that 25 or 18 to 25 maybe 30 year old group as a club we're we're lacking also and mm-hmm. that's what you're you know as far as industry that's that's the same age group so you know i know points 20 minutes away but getting a couple of them guys maybe we can offer some stuff to the the colleges around we got a facility yeah it's it's available mm-hmm. you know and they, the biggest thing is to do is to start uh like going in at a internship uh, proposal and getting people that want to learn event courting if they have a, like let's say they have yeah. a, a course in hospitality this would be a great shoe because it's like you have to deal with um weather you have to deal with people and you need also like how to bring in sponsorships and it's a great internship opportunity mm-hmm. so it's a, just simple things like that can really open stuff up because like oh this would be on especially photography if they, if they offer a creative course out there to be able to do that land management get them out here so this way then they can it's just these little these little quirks can work out and so this way then you can work from there and who knows maybe a l- alumnus or, or a member here is like hey let's start a a, 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 a scholarship like 500 yeah. bucks, 200 bucks, something like that, you know, figure start out, start out young and then start building that trust up the trustee and then going from there. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, if there's, you know, a college that has an archery team or a club and like you said, there's mm-hmm. scholarships out there and that'd be great. I mean, that's, that's, it's good ideas, right? You yeah. know, like I was just talking, we didn't have anything in the near future that the club can work on. Well, this definitely can be something that we can work on. we're already in June, so we still have July and August, and we have school starting. So it's like there's got to be a group of people here that have kids that are going to be going there. It's like how do we – we got to talk yeah. to these parents to get these kids involved and start like start spreading up flyers and start spreading up feelers and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that fun stuff and get, get things working out. Yeah, and it's, it's funny. I mean, all this stuff we're talking about, it's – we – we have a member, and uh, he just graduated. Yeah. And right now he's in Alaska. Okay. He's working. His grandpa lives up there, and he's working on uh, launching boats. Mm-hmm. So he took a job up in Alaska, and we we're like, we told him, just don't come back. Just stay up there and go uh-huh. hunting and fishing. But he's going to come back, obviously, and he's going to Stevens Point, and it's like, I got a connection for him now with Jared yeah. to get him on the archery team, even though Jared's graduated. I'm sure he knows the other ones. And, mm-hmm. and Evan loves shooting his bow, and that's a perfect way to keep him involved and keep him, you know, not that he's going to lose focus, you know, or whatever. But sometimes in college, you need to have something else to focus on that's mm-hmm. creative or uh, constructive for you. Yeah. And archery is there, you know, and so I think it's a good a good connection. So. And on top of that, too, it's like um, if you haven't heard, like, with some of Chris's testimonials and some of the people we brought on and how archery has saved their lives from getting away from alcohol and drugs and stuff like that, toxic relationships. I mean, it's a great way because it's like it's only be you and the bow. And if you mess up, it's like I, I like I've been times where it's like I'm drawn back and I accidentally hit my thumb release and crack myself right in the job, split my lip open a couple times because it's like I just simply wasn't focused. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I was picking on them guys last night with Sam. I'm like, uh, Last year we were up in in Duluth for the OPA and Bowfest, and I started off with really five bad shots, and it haunted me. And I'm texting Lindsay back and forth, and she's like, "Just shoot your bow, just yeah. turn it off, man. You know, turn turn the wheels." And that's I was telling Sam and them guys last time, just just shoot, just shoot your bow. Yeah, you just get the rest of it out of your head because that's all we're doing. Mm-hmm. You're just shooting your bow. Excellent, yeah. man. So, do you, so for people to look forward for the upcoming events. So, we know we have the the benefit the banquet in January. Anything else between now and January? Uh, you know, nothing on the schedule that right now. But hopefully, you know, we can put something together. If anybody's got ideas, we're always looking for stuff. I mean, yeah. community. If anybody you know is interested in doing a fundraiser of some sort to 
we're always willing, you mm-hmm. know, um, a lot of guys got a lot of family vacations, myself included coming up. So we're yeah. going to take a little downtime here, but yeah, no, um, winter leagues, if, if people are interested in joining up and getting ready, even fall, you know, the, the course is open, get yeah. ready for hunting. I mean, it's just stop in and on Thursday nights typically, and we'll talk memberships and however, but. There we go. There we go, folks. Now you have something to look forward to this fall. But even though you maybe want to get in the field, make sure you get out in the get out to your club and support it and shoot. So this way, then you're not going to be rusty when you have that uh, monster buck show up in front of you. Right, elk, monster buck, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or bear. We don't want to forget that one. We can't be uh, judgmental. So, anyways, folks, thanks for tuning into another uh, episode. So, thank you, Mike, for being on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for being here. You're very welcome.